0: Uh, welcome to the Performa Podcast. My name is Peter Sers. I am your host and today uh, we have a very special guest. We're very excited to have him on. This man is a first of all, you congratulations, you are the first guest on this show that is more Jack than I am. So <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. Uh, he's a three-time Olympian IF, IF I can't even say IFBB Pro bodybuilder. He's a father. He's a fitness coach. Um, he's host of the More Than Muscle podcast, and uh, he's also he likes to inspire people not only in being healthy in their bodies, but in their minds and all aspects of their life. It's For life, right? Sounds about
1: right. Sounds about right. Okay,
0: I, I, I like that, man. I, I and I uh, I actually have some questions about that. But first of all, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm fantastic, man. I want to take a second before we even get going, man. I just want to congratulate you and all the success in your podcast and and also thank you just for having me on and, and i appreciate your time i appreciate your time it means lots, sure
0: you know. like uh when when uh, they told me that we were gonna have you on i was like oh sweet man like i, I know I, i've been in the fitness industry for too long uh, not too long but like just so long like because you're you've been you've been in the fitness industry for what like 15 years or so
1: not that yeah it's been a long time yes yeah, I, yeah. I, Huh? It's weird, right? When you
0: say it and you realize how long.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's changed dramatically in the last five years. So yeah, it's, it's okay. crazy about it. I,
0: I tell people all the time, like uh, when, uh, when I started in the fitness, so I started as a trainer in 2001. And when I started, our gym had like maybe like two or three like stability balls. Um, wow. And no one knew how to use them. We didn't even have a, I, I remember when we got our first Bosu ball.
1: People
0: like I remember, yeah, like I remember when those came out. And so to see now where you can't even. I mean, you know, you're you're into the bodybuilding world more so than I am. But like, if I went to a gym and they didn't have a Bosu ball, I'd be like, what the hell kind of gym
1: is this? that's <laughs> the the, the culture has changed. Yeah, um, the expectation of what health is and. It's just it's just really evolved and migrated into something extravagant and uh, it's dope to watch. I've been around for a while um, before you know before it was okay to bring your cell phones in the gym. Before people <laughs> look kind of strange when you brought your cell phones out of your gym bag. Um, and yeah, they're they're, they're they're damn near a um, gym accessory. You know, so
0: we so. I mean we have to I I mean like and I'm not trying to justify because it bothers me when people are at the gym and they're, they're spending more time on their phone than uh-huh. at the gym. But like like I remember. I, I'm old enough to remember, like having like a Walkman or like a CD player, like a yeah. discman.
1: Don't move too fast. You just might skip. Yeah, yeah you right. Might skip on your favorite song. Yeah, yeah. like if
0: you want to run, you better hold it in your hand or or put it on the like something, dude. Yeah. And and then it evolved to like you know MP3, yeah. and then iPods was like game changer. Yeah,
1: changing. yeah. Right. it's it, it's it's crazy. I love I love where it's going um, I'm just thankful to be a part of it this long and to be around. I didn't really remember how how long I've been around and thanks for dating me. I appreciate it. So (laughs) I, I
0: I tell people all the time, like I still, so, um, I still train a Um, little bit and I, in June, I will have been in the fitness industry
1: for 20 years, which is crazy. Like, congratulations, man. It's, It's a dope industry to be a part of for this long.
0: I mean, I could think of so many, like just people that i've just experienced like every time it's like man like think about how many people whose life i impacted like in a cool way you know like that's cool for me like 20 years worth we're now like i've got like people whose kids like i said i remember them having kids and remember them getting married it's just
1: like a cool thing you know I, i always feel if you know if if you're not impacting people in a positive way man like like what are you doing
0: you know, I, like, what,
1: what are you really doing? I agree 100%. Especially now um, in the age of social media, it's so easy. It's so easy to communicate with someone else, um, you know, with thumbs, you know, you can, you can spread some positivity fairly easily these days, you know. Or on, just, on the
0: flip side, not to bring it down, but you could also flip negativity too, you know, but we're not right. aware that, but it's out there, obviously. Yes, uh, so let me ask you a question, because I, 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 you know, people are listening, don't know, like, where are you from? <clears throat> up,
1: all those things sure sure so um was born in stockton california raised in uh, northern california tracy california is where i went to stockton Minnesota. yeah stockton times of anarchy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I graduated high school in um 2004 in tracy okay. california and um i was an athlete all through high school um all through college played basketball uh very skinny very frail very intimidating i'm intimidated. I was a very uh, shy, um, intro introverted guy. Um, very, very into academics, psychology, understanding self, understanding the mind. Uh, that was something that that piqued my interest really early. Um, okay. Fell into psychology in high school. Graduated with a psychology degree um, and played played basketball throughout throughout college. But I realized throughout training for school, or training for for basketball and. Those Olympic lifts and those athletic movement patterns. Um, I fell in love with just learning how to mold the body into the, the the mold the clay and mold the physique into what I wanted. I was really really into comic books growing up. Um, I f- had a really strong and very early affinity to um, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner was. I had a really a really strong connection to having a certain degree of of rage, a certain degree of aggression, a certain degree right. of intensity not really understanding how to connect with those around me, um, that cartoon and that, that when, when Lou Ferrigno brought him to life, um, <laughs> had a really strong connection with that character and um, understanding the art and understanding how to mold the body with nutrition and exercise, it was just synergy for me. And it right. was a really, really effective way to express myself. And that's all bodybuilding became for me was just molding my clay into the, the way I wanted to and um, expressing myself through, through, through movement patterns and, and that kind of thing. So you read comic books as a kid? I read them, I studied the art, I studied the colors. Oh, wow. Um, I paid attention to everything, especially especially The Incredible Hulk. I had a really, um, I connected with the storyline, I connected with the characters, I connected with uh, how each, each episode usually began and it ended with him kind of walking away alone, kind of somber and that kind of thing. I, I related to that very, very uh, early in my life. And so uh, without really knowing it, I think I just, emulated what I paid attention to and um, it, turned into, it turned into bodybuilding and it really had n- nothing to do with competing. It had nothing to do with beating anybody or stepping on stage and um, you know, reigning victorious in any type of fashion. It was more so uh, expressing art form to an audience that knows how to appreciate you know, the kind of art form I participate with.
0: Okay. So would you, would you say the Hulk is your favorite superhero then? Without a doubt. Okay. Oh, so yeah. okay, let me because we do cover a little pop culture in here uh sure. wh- how do you feel with how they've done the whole <clears throat> like in the marvel universe like we're we're gonna throw toss aside the eric Bana movie
1: okay go. sure edward you know. <laughs> edward norton so the edward norton movie i liked i liked it's it I liked, I liked it a lot i liked how um the scene where he was in i forgot he was in some kind of like the, like a grassy knoll type of environment and they had the tanks and the sound oh, waves. To the college. And, yeah, the college, that's what it was. That scene, when they were shooting those 50 cows at him and he was kind of blocking them, right. I, I like that, that scene was crazy for me. <laughs> and, and also, to be honest with you, the, the rage and the destruction and the muscularity and all of that, obviously, I, I, tr- I was attracted to that very early, but um, his ability to recognize the feminine side of, of, of life and the feminine side of reality, his ability to soften towards uh, the likeness of love and his ability to recognize romance in a female. I completely right. was enamored by that because um, it was like the, the only thing that could really calm that person was the softest, most gentlest thing around him. And to me, that, that was nuts. But as far as, as, far as movies go, um, I like how they portrayed him. In the comics, the more angry you get him, the bigger and stronger he becomes. And he jumps insanely far. And so if they could just kind of throw a little more of the jumping in there. Um, right. And the fact that you, know, you, you push him, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, in the, so
0: in, the, in the comic books, you're saying that he actually, like there's not like a, like a, a, a limit, like he can keep, continue to grow?
1: Yeah, there's some episodes where um, he just gets bigger and bigger and oh, bigger. Wow! In some of the movies, you know, they, they domesticate him enough to where he can communicate and he can be a part of a team he can you know have a team environment but in most cases he's completely destructive like there's really no way of uh you know of getting him to work with you you just kind of have to like point him in a direction and like let him go that's kind of the way the Hulk as far as I remember that's kind of the way the Hulk okay I think because I never
0: I always talk about it especially like when I get into it on here but like I never read comic books as a kid Mm -hmm. like I I don't know I just didn't like I, I remember like like my earliest memory I mean like there was like Superman movies and stuff growing up obviously like Christopher Reeve and I love the one with Richard Pryor. Like, but there wasn't like a, yeah. it wasn't like now where we get a superhero like, you know, every two months. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like all the, you know, like when 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 the, when a movie comes out and then like all the nerds go online and start like complaining about, oh, well, that's not how it was. And uh, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm just being I'm entertained.
1: The, I'm or, just here to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel. It. I'm big I, on movies. I, I enjoy movies, especially now that we have the technology to kind of portray some of the cartoons that, you know, we grew up watching. I, I really feel like it's about time for the Jetsons, you know, the, Jet- the Jetsons like a- at the time, live action. Dope. Yeah, I think Will Ferrell would be a dope George Jetson right about now, man. Will Ferrell. Yeah.
0: And who would be, who would be, what's his, is it Jane Jetson?
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh,
0: if it's Will Ferrell, it's gotta be someone older. So like, I don't know, like a Kristen wig. There
1: you go. That, yeah, there you go.
0: Two Somebody SNL together.
1: Yeah, we need to get that done.
0: You're welcome, Hollywood. We just cast yeah. them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so you got into bodybuilding like while you were still playing basketball or was that post?
1: Um, post, post. So what I was actually doing was I was having basketball practice and we would have our lifting training session after practice. And then I would leave that practice session and that lift session and go directly to the gym and just do the movement patterns that I, that I like to do. Um, and I really, I, I realized I played at San Diego, or went to San Diego State and I realized, um, Aztecs. Yes, sir. A, what a dope school, man. Too much fun. A little too much fun for me at the time. But, um, I realized I, I don't love basketball enough to progress in the, in the ways that these athletes that I was playing with love basketball. I, I enjoyed it because it was fun and I enjoyed it because I was good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have the passion enough to, to cultivate that skill set. And so, um, I, I just realized I, I like training way more than I like Playing basketball, and so after I was done playing, I just kind of, you know, devoted more of my attention and my energy into understanding the correct ways to do certain things and, um, and certain exercises, and really, you know, find my place in what I wanted to do in the gym. But um, I actually was going to these these contests and just frequenting them, just as a as a spectator and a lover of the art form. Um, like I was telling you, I'm really not too competitive in, in any way, but you know, going and watching the first show I went to, I saw. Um, his masters 50, 55 and up, and this gentleman oh came God. out, and he, you know he obviously was over fifty five. He had a he had an eye patch on, and you know he, <laughs> he was in he was in the best shape of his life. To him, and he was living his best his best life. And I was in the audience, and I was I was struck. I didn't necessarily think I wanted to do it, but I definitely knew I wanted to to be a part of this environment. It just seemed like um, a very unique, very unique niche environment where these people that show up to this event know exactly what I do and they can appreciate you know what I do and so um I just started going all the time um with no intention of of competing but I would just go and people would ask me when my next show was when I was going to compete and sooner or later I met a guy who became one of my very close friends his name is Ariel Alberto he's my coach and uh, we connected on a personal level and after that if it wasn't for him and the personal connection that we established I, I have zero interest in trying to compete or anything like that but The the way that I feel about him and the the friendship that we formed it made it all worthwhile. So, um, I did I did a contest. I won the very first. I won the entire show, my very first show. And um, he won. First one. Yeah, the first one. Come on. I just I just didn't want to I just didn't want to get embarrassed. I remember going (laughs) to prep like I I don't care because I'm not I'm not competitive anyway. I just I just don't want to I just want to get embarrassed. You know I just want to get up there, my friends and my family, my kids and stuff, and like I'm just not trying to get embarrassed. And it ended up going extraordinarily well. We, I walk off stage and he goes, yo, man, you ever been to Chicago? And I'm like, nah, I've never been to Chicago. He goes, I think I want to try your hand at a national show in Chicago. And I go, sure, man, whatever. When's that? And he goes, 12 weeks, we start tomorrow. And so we started the next day, 12 weeks, we did another show to another show, another show, and it kind of just snowballed into the norm. And it's completely normal to kind of go through that process now.
0: Right. So how many, like, uh. Obviously, this year's been a little bit different. There haven't been as many, but like, what's like your, your, you obviously probably have like an on stage weight and an off stage weight,
1: right? Kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't fluctuate too, too, too far. Um, usually I'm between like seven, seven to nine pounds away from where I, where I usually need, where I need to be for, for the stage. Right. Um, okay. but yeah. Not too, uh, don't too far.
0: Okay. So what's like the, uh, because this is like this always fascinates me. Like, what's the what's like the lowest amount of carbs you're allowed to eat like pre-show? Because um, I know easy low.
1: zero zero carbs. Yeah, I mean, depending on the person, but, um, right. but for me, yeah, I've I've gone zero for days. I've gone zero carbs, zero fats
0: before. Like, how many time.
1: how many days are uh, we talking? The first, uh, the second Olympia, I, I I was a part of. I uh the week. The week out, we did zero carbs and zero fats for, for five days straight.
0: But you're just eating protein.
1: Yeah, egg whites in the morning and um, white fish throughout the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's- I, I remember I had, I had an hour of cardio fasted, so I'd wake up, uh, no energy, walk right. in the gym for an hour, find the energy to eat 11 egg whites with no, with no fats, no carbs, and then I would go to the gym find some kind of way to train with zero energy and then walk on that treadmill again post workout for an hour um, right. brutal brutal it was brutal. It was you weird.
0: get like you could be honest like do you get like you gotta get like angry or cranky or like like if i don't have a little bit of like i eat relatively low carbs but not no i mean you know sure. i'm older my carb intake but uh-huh. like if i'm like if I need to be on camera for something or whatever, like you know, you got to lower it, and I'm just like, I don't want to be around anybody when that when that's happening.
1: <laughs> so I experienced that. I experienced because I, I I did this that keto the keto thing for for quite some time on and off. And uh, you're absolutely right. And what I what I experienced was ex- extreme like lack of energy. Yeah, <laughs> not the nicest guy. Um, super impatient and. At the time, I was a case manager and a behavior change therapist for individuals getting out of prison or getting out of jail, and so I felt like I needed to give these individuals um, like the best of my attention. Obviously, I couldn't like, like fall asleep um, right. because I low carb. So what I what I did and what I what I my attempt was to recognize, much like we wake up in the morning and we look at our iPhones and we understand how much battery we have, um, battery charge we have in. A- yeah. An established inventory of how much energy we can use in this phone, and depending on if you know your behavior patterns, you know you're on Instagram, you know you're on Twitter, you know you have a couple of girlfriends over here, you know you got these things going on, and you know oh. what types of, not me, not me, but you know you have a couple of, you know you have a, a couple of things that you that you use your energy for, and you begin to prioritize what's most important. So um, what I did when I was going through that process, I realized that I wasn't the nicest uh, to the people that I wanted to be the nicest to. I wasn't, um, I wasn't the best Anthony to the people I wanted to present the best Anthony to. Right. So what I started to do was inventory my energy fairly early. And I recognized um, I don't have a whole lot of energy to spare. I should probably allocate this energy to the most important places and the most important people possible. And so I realized really, really quickly that I give out a ton of energy to a ton of unnecessary sources. I'm having a ton of unnecessary conversations. I'm listening to things that are draining me as opposed to depositing positive energy back into me. And so it was like a, a primal thing. I realized very, very quick, without like sounding rude about it, what was and wasn't worth my energy if I didn't have much of it at all, I'm giving right. it to places that need it the most. And it made me super freaking efficient, bro. Like it like put a battery in my back in terms of like, get out of the way. Anything that's not gonna benefit me and my, my best self and my positive self, anything that's gonna tra- traject me in any positive ways, there's no time for it. It's right. like literally, I literally don't have the energy for it. Um, and then once I started eating carbs again and stuff, it, it was just that same process. <laughs> I think I know not to deal with this anymore. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was rough. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it and make it seem like it was some, you know, cathartic process. Cause it, it wasn't in that way, but it was, it was absolutely a, a process nonetheless, for sure.
0: Yeah. I've I've always had respect for anyone that competes and step, like as someone just that's been in the fitness for so long, but that never has any desire to step on the stage. I always have, I have, you know, so many of my friends that compete and still compete. I'm just like, better you than me but sure. like so much respect for it because it's a different type of it's a different type of discipline dedication sacrifice like just like all those things you know Absolutely. Uh, but you were touching on something and I, uh, I I I listened to some of your podcasts and oh, uh I, I heard you talking about uh meditating sure yes sir and how you know kind of like uh it, it was kind of going along the lines of like and you kind of said it just now but like You know, giving the people that are important to you like the most. And so you talked about how meditation helps you with that because you want to be the best you, right? So that you could be the best. I was like, I'm paraphrasing, but like, got
1: it. That's right. Absolutely. Doing the
0: things that you can to be the best you so that you can take care of the people that are most important to you. So that's kind of said. But again, but it was interesting to me because like when you think like bodybuilders, you don't think like, like, hey, bro, do you meditate? Like, it's not like a, it's not common. I sure. meditate, but like, it was just cool hearing it from like, cause I'm sure there's not a, I'm sure there's a decent amount that do it, but it's not the norm.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's been a, it's been a powerful, a powerful um, addition to my my morning routine. My mornings are, are. Extraordinarily important to me. Um, my girlfriend Tori helps me, helps me out tremendously with understanding how important you know this one hour window of time, when I open my eyes, um, the, the first things I do, I, I have to make sure that I'm grounded in, in, in a certain way. And what I mean by that is um, you got a lot of distractions, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. And for me, the best ways for me to prepare Anthony to, to, to do these types of things that I do every day is to make sure that I'm grateful. I understand, I establish, I establish gratitude before i eat food before i drink any water before i pretty much before i get out of bed i just make sure i'm aware of not the, the physical things that i'm thankful for because things come and go but um thankful for the lessons man Thank, i'm thankful that i can make mistakes and not yeah. they don't cost my coffee my life you know what i mean i'm thankful that i can you know like breathe fresh air those types of things i just make sure that i'm like seriously and literally grateful for the most fundamental and mundane things that a lot of us take for granted Um, but then I also, I meditate and I journal, I journal, um, multiple times a day. And that just helps me understand my own thought processes, helps me put words to a ton of the feelings and a ton of the emotions that I feel throughout the day. And I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily want to make it a male, female thing, but (laughs) men, men in our culture aren't always, we're not always celebrated for being in touch with our feelings and being in touch with our emotions and knowing how to act or not act on those things. And so for me personally, it's been a, been amazing actually it's been pretty exciting difficult but exciting to understand um my own thoughts and my own feelings and and uh really begin to to be precise and efficient with putting together the 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 bricks if you will to to become the better person that i want to be you know what i mean
0: it's funny that you talk about journaling because uh, uh i so i do uh i do stand up i'm a i'm a stand up oh no way yeah, I'm not funny right now, but in real not, life,
1: I got to uh, check it for, you for sure.
0: But like, I too, like, my when I was listening to you talk about this, I was like, this is very similar. Like, so I meditate every morning. I only do 20 minutes, though. That's enough for me. And that's yeah. hard enough. Yeah, uh, man. But then I write, but I don't journal. I write because it it's like a journal, but it's also like I'm trying to write like material, right? And I force myself to do it every day. But sometimes it ends up just being me, whatever's in my head. Sure. And I always tell people, like, I write every day, but, like, 10% of it ever even ends up on the stage. But there is something about writing, you know, and for me, it's like, sometimes I'm trying to be funny, and then sometimes I'm just writing, like, this is what happened, this is what I've been through. Like, I remember something about, you know, when I was a kid, and this happened, and it's like... There is something to that. And I know a lot of people that do it, but it's not something like you said, like guys don't really talk about it. I'm
1: super interested in that process. I I love comedy. Most of the movies I watch are if not like superhero movies or something like that. Uh they're pretty much comedies since I was a child. So I'm I'm I've always watched stand up and I'm mean, I watch stand up just about every day, just about to be honest with you. Every day? Yeah. I if you're not laughing, man, what do you like? What are you doing? You know, like and you know, you know what? I think that. Stand-up comedians, they hold a very unique and a very precise and a very necessary place in our culture. Whereas, especially in 2021, there's not too many places where, where one person can stand and speak their thoughts and feelings and emotions and whatever's on their mind with zero regard for any type of punctuation or, or like credibility or anything like that and not be interrupted. But everybody listen in a perfect world we're not interrupted <laughs> sure, sure, sure. there are some hecklers right but there's it's it, to me it's it's such a profound environment where you can stand there and say some crazy stuff some crazy yeah. stuff for anywhere else a grocery store barnes and noble dude if you stand on the side of the street corner and say some things oh, in, yeah. you know what i mean I, I i love that you do that's dope man that's super dope
0: like uh I mean, I have a sense of humor, but like a lot of comedians are like on all the time. Like they're always, and like, I'm not on all the time. Like I can talk and have a normal conversation without cracking jokes and whatever. But yeah. at the same time, like there are times when I'm at the store or just anywhere and like something happens and like, I'll say something that I know is funny, but like if the person on the other end doesn't know that I'm joking, cause I can just deliver it dry. Like I sure. don't have to be I don't have to say something to be like, ha you know, like I can just say it. And it's funny to me when they don't get it because mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, you don't understand. Like that w- that shit was funny, dude. Like, yeah. Even- yeah. And I just, it, it is what it is,
1: but it's just funny. And uh, I to something earlier today about today about when things like comedians, when things are comedy, doesn't have to be correct. It just, it's just oh, funny. It's just, it's funny or it's not. You know, and a lot of people like people become offended by comedy when they attach their feelings to certain things. But what I was trying to say, comedians comedians can crack jokes about some of the saddest and saddest occurrences in life. You can have a joke have a joke about death, and it makes people laugh. And people who've experienced death, are it's man, salute to you, man. Comedians are, I think they're like the modern philosophers, in my opinion.
0: Some of us are. Some of us are silly. I'm kind of in the like, like I. (laughs) I talk like so. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. Um, so like, uh, I grew up. I grew up like East LA, uh, 909 area, like, you know, very Latino neighborhood, a lot of gang violence. Uh, my dad got caught up in like, my dad like sold drugs, went to prison, like, you know, just whatever. But like, I was able to take all that, and I was, you know, I was abused and whatever. Like, it's fine, you guys. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I go to therapy. Uh, but I was able, like when I first started, you know, I feel like when people first start comedy, for the most part, we all talk about sex and body fluids and like, just cause that's all we know. And we think it's funny cause we talk about it with our friends. But when I really started like, I want to say like progressing as a comic was when I started actually talking about like the pain that I had been through and figuring out a way to make all these things like with my dad and with my, my mom died also. Uh, making those things funny was when I really kind of started to get more work and just had people come up to me afterwards and be like, oh man, like, you know, my dad went to prison for selling meth and this and that. You're like, oh wow, like we yeah. have something in common. And you live in Springfield, Illinois. And I, you know what I mean? Like, so that was cool for me. um But yeah, I don't really philosophize. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we, we got opinions though. We do. We can get, a, like, I can get away with saying, because Everyone's different, but like I, on stage, I'm like, a, I have a fun personality on stage. So I'm not like the asshole comic. So wow. I can get with saying a little bit more because I present it in like, oh, he's the fun guy.
1: Like, oh, he's not the Bill Burr. I'm, I'm exactly. angry all the time. Yeah, yeah. well
0: But I am though, it's just, I don't know. But I'm like, I can get away with more stuff, I think. I also, also, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think also because I'm brown, it's a little bit easier to get away with saying certain things. Mm-hmm. Like the white dude was on stage saying some of the things, unless it was Bill Burr, like it's, right. it's, it just depends. So um, let me ask you a question, man. Uh, what was, uh, what's one thing you wish you would have known about bodybuilding or even like in the fitness industry when you first started that you know now, like
1: looking back? Good question. Ooh. There's no right way. There's no <laughs> right way. That's uh, something that uh, I, I definitely wish I, I came across a little earlier. Um, but for example of that is in my career, there's times where I need to kind of, I need to bring up body parts to have symmetry with other body parts. My shoulders, for example, um, for a long time, um, kind of lag and I just needed to bring them up to be proportionate with the rest of the presentation that I was hoping. Right. to show. And I tried a ton of different methods. I'd tried different exercises. I tried different workout splits, train them certain days a week, train these exercises. Don't eat these foods when you train shoulders, eat these foods only when you train shoulders. I tried a ton of things. I had driven to certain gyms for certain machines. It was been years. And um, what? what's that? I said, I oh. just said, wow. Oh yeah yeah, so so yeah, it, it'd been years. I just tried a ton of things and I'd done some research. I'd read a bunch of rules and different types of uh, of approaches and I just said I'm, I'm just gonna train them every day. like if i if I'm training uh, if I'm training legs at the end of my leg training session, I'm gonna go with the dumbbells. And I'm gonna do um, three sets of an exercise for the front delt, three sets of an exercise for the side and another three sets of an exercise. My favorite exercise, whatever exercise I want, for the rear and i did that for like a year and a half i trained my shoulders every single every day. day every day okay so hold on you said you did you say three sets or three exercises three exercises but i did three sets each so an exercise an exercise an exercise but three sets per exercise
0: got it so, i mean for some people and this is funny because that's a whole workout for some people
1: <laughs> oh snap i never thought about that <laughs> right? i never considered that <laughs> sure
0: I'm like that's nine sets I think if I did the math right like that's uh, for some people not sure. you not sure. but for some people that's a whole workout and so when you you know you when you look at you know like a bodybuilder or even like an athlete for that matter and you like marvel at like man look at them you think like okay well this dude just did a leg workout and then he did a le- another like a shoulder workout afterwards and he does that every day almost like that's crazy
1: that's insane I, uh- when I was playing basketball in school, and uh, I think it was middle school, I read a newspaper article, if I'm not mistaken. I hope someone doesn't fact check this, but I think it was Larry Bird, and Larry Bird was, uh, he was shooting free throws, and he was so precise with his free throw that he could shoot a free throw without any rebounder, and the ball would hit the back of the rim and bounce, like, directly back to him. So I he had figured out a way to be so accurate that he didn't need anyone to rebound, and um the reporter was like tripping. He was like, I can't believe you could do this. The same way I'm tripping. I was like, he could do that. He's... But Larry Bird wasn't. Like, he was like, it was the norm for him. And when right. I heard the story and I read that, what I took from that was, if you, if you want to do something extravagant, something extraordinary, you're, like, you have to make that your norm. Your norm has to be up here. Let others marvel at whatever you're doing, but you're, you have to transcend your norm. Your norm has to be way up. And so right. uh, anytime... I'm getting ready for a contest or anything like that. I just have to remember that. Um, I have to elevate my norm. My norm has to be vibrating way high, you know?
0: I have a, 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 not a similar Larry, but there's like a story about how, uh, I don't remember what year, have you ever, actually, you probably, I feel like you probably read this book. Have you ever read the book Relentless by Tim Grover?
1: I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I need to read it. I've heard of it. Oh
0: man, you're, I mean, I don't want to say it's life-changing because I'm, already like but it was it's a great read and i reread it all the time so he trained like michael jordan kobe bryant charles barkley like a bunch of uh but he talks about larry bird walked into like the the locker room for the at the all-star game for the three-point contest and he just looked around at like you know john stockton whoever else was there he's like he's like so which one of you guys is going to take second place today yeah. <laughs> and then he won and just like that's crazy
1: <laughs> the mind is- uh, mine's mind's powerful it really is yeah i mean it's but it's also like there's certain people that
0: just they're just on another level you know to be great at these you know whatever it is and it literally it could be anything bodybuilding sports business you know whatever it might be like it takes a certain type of thinking to get there comedy like you have to dedicate yourself like it just it's just anything and not everybody can just make that it's just It's uncomfortable sometimes, right? Absolutely. Like no carbs and working every day and fasted cardio, like all these different things. Like this is not comfortable. Not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah. But you do things because it, it, and this is actually a Tim Grover quote, but it's like, you don't have to love the work, but you have to crave the results so much that it doesn't matter what the work is.
1: That's the truth. Yeah. Holy smoke. That's the truth. Crazy. Your, I mean, it's,
0: it's a. I feel like I, I. I assumed that you had read it, but now you're gonna read it. So I'm, read it.
1: Welcome. I'm, you're
0: welcome. <laughs> we I give Tim shouts out all the time. He's great. I love him. Uh, what's uh? Okay. What is one common myth about bodybuilding that you would like to debunk?
1: Ooh.
0: Man, these are good. I didn't write any of these. <laughs> I read some, some of them I did, but not all
1: of them. <laughs> I would say, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a misconception that there's a, a bulking phase and a cutting phase that's necessary in order to, you know, to have more muscle and less body fat or um, no body fat or least bad body fat as possible. And in my experience, you don't necessarily have to put the body through that big bulking phase where you're at such a high caloric, caloric surplus that you're, you're bulky and you're, you know, you're causing water retention and lots of different health, health issues potentially. For um, right. me, I suggest uh, raising the calories enough to be at a surplus, to be productive, to grow and to, to lubricate the joints and everything like that, but not enough to, to be messy and to be unhealthy and to go- you're not. Your
0: you're, not walk, you, you're not walking around tubby on the off season, like you're you're staying. This is I, I call it. This is what I do. Is like I stay camera ready all the time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's, like I just have a hard time abandoning the principle that that got me to, the, to to where I was. I've I've seen it. I've seen someone work super hard for months and months and throw it away in a matter of a few meals. Um, yeah. But but then again, you know, I, not to judge anybody, teach their own. I of course. I just, to me, I, I feel like it's it's a myth that you have to do that in order to, to make progress. You know, there's there's some competitors that I know personally who will be on stage at said weight 200 pounds and will bulk in their offseason to 230 and then get back on stage at 200 pounds. Right. And, uh, to me, sometimes it's an excuse to, to, to let loose the reins on your discipline a little bit. But right. the boxers that I know and the people that succeed in, in, in this in this discipline, they're disciplined all year long for the most part what okay so
0: i don't know I don't, what do you walk around
1: at um geez, i haven't weighed myself in a long time um i would say right now i'm around 215 220 ish i would say okay. and obviously
0: hardly any body fat so what's your daily daily caloric intake
1: you know i i don't i'm, I'm ashamed to say it. i don't measure my food that much anymore but, but- you measure your- or something I don't, I, well, I, I, I have in the past I had, and I don't even remember what they, what they were anymore. It's been so long, but I I'm eating clean constantly. Right. Um, I do dabble in a little bit of ice cream here and there. I have, Seem like you have similar genetic genetics to me. You'll always be pretty lean no matter what. Yeah. I'm so. pretty lean.
0: Jack. And I'm more like, I, I have more of like, like I used to be a dancer too. So I'm just like a little bit smaller. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a Captain America and you would be like Thor if we had <laughs> to like, you No. Know, <laughs> like caps I, a little I'll
1: either. take it. <laughs> I'll take it brother. Um but honestly I I I just I moved to um to plant-based, plant-based whey. So I'm working with a company called the Ambrosia Collective and um they have Oh, the, the best tasting plant-based protein I've ever I won't go back to whey. Period. It's the best tasting protein I've ever had whey or or plant-based. Period. Isn't
0: um, that uh I know uh, C.T. Fletcher works with that company too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got a, he's got a, a signature flavor. It's um, chocolate caramel candy bar. It tastes like a, like a, a Twix. Like the a shake? Yeah. It's, oh, if, wow. If you had this shake, you wouldn't believe it, that it's, it's plant-based. I had it. No one told me it was plant-based. I'm used to having whey. I drink whey my whole life. And right. I drink I the whole shake, and then someone told me it was plant-based, and I'm sold. So, I'm going to have to. I
0: I, I believe you, you you sound like a man of, of honor.
1: I don't like to endorse anything that I don't use. I talk about this all the time because all I got to do is once someone tries it, they'll just, they'll just, they'll, they'll understand what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cause I'm, I'm
0: at the, you know, I'm, I'm 40. So weight, weight affects me a little bit differently now than it used to. And so I'm starting to do more plant-based, like when I supplement anyway, like I still eat meat, uh, but like when i supplement the shakes i need to be more plant-based sure. uh I'm, I'm gonna try this because i trust you Still, Maybe. it's dope it's
1: different it's, so my my best friend and my training partner is she's been vegan for i want to say the last 18 18 years um and um, her, her. She's, she's she's my training partner my my best friend she's been she's been vegan for 18 years and i've watched her for the last five we've been best friends for the last five years i've watched her try so many plant-based proteins and watch her like plug her nose and choke them down and and i, I gave her i gave her a shake and she sold it's crazy it's anybody you tries it is sold i don't okay. mind i talk about it all the time all right. ambrosia
0: you guys are welcome because yeah. you guys are stuck look at the roof now uh okay uh who are three people and you don't have to know them necessarily but three people that have influenced you the most in your life
1: Ooh, man these are good holy smokes I didn't write this one either. <laughs> Good questions, right? Yeah. Influenced wow. my most. My first son. I love both of my sons, Anthony and Phoenix, but Anthony was my first. Um, he influenced my life tremendously. Just uh, at the time, at the time he was born or I, we were having my son, I was in a really, really tough spot. I was in some legal trouble. I was looking at maybe possibly going behind bars for a little bit of time and I had no idea where my life was going, what I was doing, but he he presented a, a North star, so to speak. And um, I actually began journaling at that point. And okay. I was writing everything I was going through emotionally uh, to my 21 year old son when he would be 21. And I was explaining things that an adult would understand. Um, I was talking to him as as though I had someone old enough to talk to, you know, like oh, find wow. him. Okay. And so he, he definitely, um, Influenced my life for sure. He still does every day. My my sons amazing. Both oh, of my amazing. He's eleven. He's eleven years old. He turned. Let me
0: uh, be honest. And I feel like if you walked into like a prison or something, like you would probably intimidate most of the people in there.
1: <laughs> man, I uh, <laughs> I was a very scared individual at that point in time, and it was a very frightening point of my life, um, filled with with obvious stress and uncertainty. But um, my son, him even being born, he presented this, like this beacon of light. Just follow the light. You'll be, you'll be fine. Just pay attention to this thing and focus on this thing and everything will be okay. And so uh, for sure, Anthony, um, let's see. Man, these are really good questions. Um, my youngest brother, Brian, um, he's influenced my life. He's, he's younger than me but he's wise, wise beyond his beyond his years. And in many, many ways, he's, he's like an older brother because he's very similar to me, but way more patient, way more uh, calm and knows how to to assess a situation and think divergently and figure out different, different ways of, of approaching something. Whereas um, I'm, I'm far more, um, let's say, uh, I act in more impulsively and uh, I'm learning from him. So he's and I've and I've always been learning from him as long as I can remember. Um so he's definitely influenced my life for sure. And, you see uh, you, uh,
0: like you are open to learning all the time.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: to for and I think that's so important. Not only because I you know I mean you probably grew up around people and as did I, like guys don't need no help, guys know everything. It is what it is. They don't want to talk about the feelings. Any new, no, no, I know everything. And it's like, no, like you should always be open to looking at things differently and different opinions. And just like, but I feel like just from what I've learned about you and talking to you and listening, like I said, some of your podcasts, like I think that's the thing with you and I I like it. It's great.
1: I enjoy learning. I'm I'm just obsessed with trying to become the the best human being that I, I can be. Um, and I've learned just, just through being, you know, the years I've been here, 34, um, I'm at, I'm at my best and I'm vibrating the highest when I'm, when I'm helping people around me in a really, uh, unique and a very, um, authentic type of way. So right. I do that all the time and, uh, let's see one more. I'd say my coach, my coach, who's okay. influenced my life tremendously. He believed in something that I, I didn't know how to believe in and, um, he gave me some, some tools and some support. And uh, here we are. I'm talking to you, and I'm I'm loving every moment of it, man. Do you okay? So when you played,
0: bat, I'm assuming there is a time you you probably had like one like a blueprint for like as as a basketball player. Like he, someone had to see you and yeah. be like see your potential. Obviously,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so what were you then? Because you say you right now you're about two fifteen or so. So what were you as a as a as a basketball player?
1: Ask me the embarrassing questions. <laughs> I think how it best- is. I remember I remember being like 175 pounds at uh, like sophomore junior year high school, I think. At 6'2. Oh, oh wow. <clears throat> yeah, I'm 6'2. You- uh, I remember being pretty thin, being pretty thin, man. I remember being really, really um, really, really like quick when when when, when Opponents guarded me. They had to like like chase me. That was my thing. I was a shooter, and I could dribble really well. But you had to, you had to chase me around. And the moment you got tired, I would catch and shoot really, really well. So I was I was running a lot. Okay. Yeah, different. That's different belief for sure. It's funny
0: that you're you're like yeah I was 175 and like you're embarrassed about it because like I walk around at like 160. <laughs> <laughs> so I, said,
1: I, I hope I'm not offending anybody.
0: I, why, so this, I'm five by, by ten. It is. I told you, you have to character your Thor. That's the way it
1: works. It, this is a, this the thing with, with bodybuilding is, um, and I'm I'm victim of it too. Is you you all you have a somewhat of an unrealistic representation of what you what you can look like for a very short period of time. Right. And for most of us, it's it's not sustainable for for three sixty five. Hurt you yourself trying to sustain that. And so I see myself looking more like an everyday sustainable physique. And I tell myself like, you know, a negative thought. It's absolutely, absolutely erroneous, you know?
0: What's, uh, okay. This is, this is not a hard, I mean, maybe it's hard, but uh, I like asking this question. So heaven forbid you're on a desert island. Okay. Okay. But on this desert island, you have access to a television and a DVD player. Mm. What three movies that you take with you to be on this island forever?
1: Dumb and Dumber. That's one for sure. Okay, one that's a great one sure.
0: I'm, I will never forget seeing that movie in the theater the first time. Like, I had to be, like, in high school or something, and it was just, like, you know, like, see, Then this is something that I miss, like, with the pandemic and everything, is being able to go to a movie theater, My like... Man. Like a funny movie, especially when everyone's laughing, because it's like it's infectious. In yeah, yeah. And
1: it's yeah. nostalgic.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, the sequel was. eh, but you know,
1: That's how I feel about sequels, man. Some some. Yeah. Movies, you guys just let them let them sit on that, yeah. on that shelf, man. You can't. How do you? You can't like repackage lightning. You know. You, yeah. You sit here, you did like. It. I don't know. I mean,
0: did you see Coming to America too? I won't watch it. I'm afraid to watch it.
1: I'm afraid. It's,
0: I mean, same. It's fine, but it's just like yeah, they probably should just you know. That's,
1: that's my afraid. I'm afraid. I'll feel that way.
0: Yeah, it I mean, it's like I said it's fine, but it's not like coming to America is What, what I, would you give
1: the second one, 1 to 10?
0: As far as like how good it is? Yeah. It's 5. It's just right in the middle. Like there's funny parts and it's but it's just it's not a bad movie. It's just it's just there. It's is sure. like Here's all these characters that you remember and here they still are. Thank you.
1: Sure. That's it, you know, mm. I don't know. I so, you. Okay. Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to say the very first Hulk movie um, with Lou Ferrigno, what was it called? I think it was called The Incredible Hulk.
0: Oh, I don't even think I've seen this. There was like a full length feature.
1: Yeah. Now, have he, you met Luke? Yeah, I've met him a couple of times. He's he's I, he's pretty big. He's a big guy. He's a big human being. Still? Yeah. He's like six four. Well, when I saw him, he was like maybe a little like my height, but he's he's a he's a big guy. Big I hand. Knew he was that big. Yeah. He's when and his, when he was competing against uh against um Arnold, I think he was like six four, six five. He's much taller than Arnold was. So he's shrunk. Yeah. Like, you know, when people get a little older, they kind of, you know, yeah. But he was still, still pretty big. Pause. Angry. Uh,
0: He, uh, do you remember, He, he has a cameo in the Hulk. Yeah. He's like, he's a security guard. Yes. And I'm just so cool because if you know, you know, but if you don't, you're just like. Right over your head huh? Yeah. Like it's just, he's just a guy, he's the security guard. And you're just like, that's just so funny.
1: That's how I like Uh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee does that, too, in all his movies, you know? If you don't uh, know
0: R.I.P., I I know. Uh, Oh, this is is what what you... uh, Remember we were talking about, like, cell phones at the gym? Yeah. I've probably seen this meme, but there's a meme, um, and it goes, like, you know, gyms in the 70s, and it has... And I'm assuming it's gold, but it's, like, Lou Ferrigno, Arnold, and all these fucking big-ass dudes, and they're, like, pushing tons of weight, right? And then it says... Gyms in the 2000 and whatever. And it's all these dudes sitting on their phones in between sets. And you're just like, ah,
1: that's where we are. (laughs) are. It's crazy. It's a, yeah, it's wild. That's where we are. Um, I need one more movie, right?
0: Yeah. You need one more dude.
1: I'm going to say inception. Have you seen inception? Of course. I dig that movie. It's been a long time since I saw it, but if I remember correctly, that'd be a movie. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm a thinker. I'll think myself around in circles. That movie would entertain me on a, on an island. I could
0: think. Christopher Nolan is. I mean, he's great. It just it, it is what it is. I have to. I have to watch a shitload of movies to in order for me to be able to host this podcast. Those it's the rules.
1: So I have to. <laughs> I have to all these he didn't. Chris Nolan did one of the Batmans, right? Didn't he do Dark Knight?
0: The the, the whole, like, from with Christian Bale. Like, he did all three of those. Here we go. Don't move, man. He did uh, that movie that came out that COVID messed it up, but Tenet. Oh, we were going to watch that on, um,
1: is that on Netflix? I think we are going to watch that.
0: Uh, I don't know where it is now, because it was. I remember watching it like when it, cause they, you know, it came out in theaters cause theaters were open for like a second. <laughs> and uh, then they did it like on, on demand or whatever. Uh, I won't ruin it since you haven't seen it, but I What's love it about? Christopher, he's great. It about? I can't tell you, I just All I, right, I just, I'm watching it tonight. You got, yeah, you gotta just watch it. All I, I, I could tell you this. Uh, and actually, no, I don't want to tell you this cause you might not watch <laughs> it.
1: Our right, deal, uh, watching it tonight for sure. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, man, uh, where, uh, where can our listeners find you online?
1: Sure. So, um, I'm on, I'm on IG at antwoods, A-N-T underscore W-O-O-D-Z. My podcast is more than muscle. I'm on Apple. I'm on iHeart and Spotify more than muscle podcast. Um, and Facebook, Anthony Woods. Facebook. Oh, do you have like a fan page? I don't, not yet. Not so yet. you have a
0: regular Facebook page. Like a, like a person. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you're not maxed out yet? Sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. I don't know how that works in Facebook. It, they 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 clean out the bots sometimes cuz oh. I have like I am I'm nowhere near being maxed out, but like I remember same thing like I'm like as a comedian you want like a following, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Follow me you guys. Um but like <laughs> You want, so like anybody that sent me a request, I'd be like, accept, accept, and just watch it grow. And then I'd see the numbers go down. I'm like, what the hell? And they were just like Instagram does from time to time. Like they clean out the bots because there are some bots. I'm, um,
1: a, I'm terrible with Facebook. I, I have to admit it. I gotta, I gotta do better with Facebook for sure.
0: I mean, nothing against Facebook, but it's probably better that you, you don't spend a lot of time on there. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like, you, like you're, you're, you're talking about like, you know, putting the positivity inside like uh i actually i, I forget who talked about this um uh, but he was talking about how like uh how we eat a certain like we eat well right? right we feed our good food to fuel our workouts to give us energy throughout the day and if we eat better foods we feel better yes right and then so then it's talking about what you take in into your brain like what you read what you scroll through and how people will put good things into their body to take care of this feeling but then they put crap on so like and I'm on social media but like I try to be entertaining but right it's so true like we go through going through the Twitters and the Facebooks and people are fighting and you're just like you're putting bad things in here and and as you know you know someone that advocates you know people being mentally healthy like Sometimes it's the best if
1: not. It's probably better that you're not on there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: something,
1: something about Facebook. I don't know what it is, but. It's the algorithm. Yeah, it's just nothing but politics for me, at least on my, it's just political yeah. stuff. I'm not a very political person. So I just, I, just, I can't, I can't. Be part sure. of
0: it. It, it's one of those things where like, uh, the more people get riled up, the more it'll actually show up in your feed. Mm. So the only way to work around it is to only like, don't even, don't even like stop on something that looks like, like look at kittens or something. And then your feed will be like all kittens and whatever. Or, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Or like, if you like, for, for me, like I'm a big Dodger fan. So like everything Dodgers, I like, click on. So like my feed is like Dodgers and gym. And like, I try to like, not even, I don't, I will not argue with people. I'll post, I, I do what's called post and ghost. Post something oh. to me, and then I just bounce.
1: I like it. <laughs> Sometimes it's not. But that's. Um, I,
0: well, um, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to join us. Um, we've learned so much about you, about vegan protein, uh, about kind of how you. I feel like your experience as a bodybuilder, you know, is not like you said. Everyone has a different kind of everybody's different. You know, if I talk to another bodybuilder they might say come something completely different than what you're saying but it works for you and what works that's that's all that really matters
1: um do you have any like uh, do you have any shows coming up that you're going to be working doing? towards something pretty soon i don't have a date exactly yet but something pretty soon i've I'm, been I'm working pretty hard
0: okay oh, we, we we look forward to to seeing your results and everything um cool man like i said thank you so much for joining it was a pleasure chatting with you uh, where, where are you you're in California somewhere right yeah
1: I'm in Santa Ana
0: I'm in Santa Ana 714 yes, sir yes sir I went to Cal State Fullerton so okay. I know Santa very you, well You're in LA, yeah uh, normally mm-hmm. I am actually and by the time this airs I might very well be back uh, my girlfriend's from Oklahoma and oh. so we came out here a couple months ago just to get out of LA for a little bit you know uh-huh. um, but now that by the time people hear this, they might be like, what are you talking about? Oh, it's fine now. So, uh, uh yeah, I'll be back soon enough. Um, yeah. you know, hopefully, but
1: I, I mean, hopefully you need to come back for sure.
0: Yeah. Dude, I would love to do that. would be awesome, man. Um, I'll, i want to work out. I want to do a shoulder workout, right? Shoulder foods. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll do, it. We'll do it at CT Fletcher's gym. We'll do it for sure. Oh, dude, iron addicts. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it at iron addicts. For sure.
0: I would love that. Dude. I, I met him at one of the fit expos and, Nicest. I didn't get a chance to chat with them, like, but, dude, totally. Let's thank do you. Man. Let's do it, man. I, I hope you guys that this recorded because we had some technical difficulties going through here. So I hope for my sake and for your sake um, that we did. But it says it's recording, so I think we're good. Um, so thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, talk to you next time, man. Thank you.
1: Appreciate you, brother. Bye, guys.